Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I am thrilled today to have my friend, Kate Battistelli, on the show. Kate and I connected when I lived in the Nashville area, and she has been a woman from the start when I first met her that I knew was a deep well and one you will want to know. Kate um, is the author of the bestseller, The God Dare, Will You Choose to Believe the Impossible, and Growing Great Kids, Partner with God to Cultivate His Purpose in Your Life. So in your child's life, I, okay, Kate, let's just hop in here. Um, <clears throat> so listeners, the, her full bio will be in the show notes, but um, we'll talk a little bit more about her background as we get into the conversation. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're uh, busy speaking and spring is a full season for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to share with our listeners the book, The God Dare. Um, I would love if we could just jump right into the introduction of the book. You talk about some of the excuses people use not to pursue the dream God has given them. You know, we hear like, I'm not equipped, or I'm too old, I'm too mm-hmm. young. <laughs> Let's just jump into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God does not care about age, clearly, because I'm in my 60s. And, you know, I'm doing all these things that if you told me 10 years ago, I thought you were crazy. You know, <laughs> so God really doesn't care about age. I mean, look at Abraham, look at Moses, look at Sarah, you know, clearly, that's not his concern. So, but I mean, I think for, for people to understand what a God there is, it's just that crazy idea that drops in your spirit that you think, wow, Lord, that's, awesome, but that's way too big for me. That is so far out of my comfort zone that I can't do that, or I don't deserve something like that, or, you know, all these reasons. I have too much in my past. You you can't use me, which is not true. If that were true, he would not be using me because I have a lot of ugly things in my past. I didn't come to know the Lord till I was 29. So, you can imagine just living in the world all those years, you know, you, you do all the things that as Christians, we shouldn't be doing. So, you know, I came to God a little bit later, but I think we do tend to use an excuse not to do the bold, brave thing. And my goal is just to try to encourage women, especially, but men, you know, as well, they read the book too, but just to encourage them to not be afraid. If God's calling you, he will equip you. If you know that you know that this is the Lord, He's, he's going to do what he says he'll do, and he'll give you the ability to, call, to, you know, to take the next step, but he won't reveal it all at once. You know, just like with Abraham, where he said, Abraham, you know, you go where I'm telling you to go. I'll show you, but I'm not going to tell you. It had to be a day-by-day, year-by-year thing with Abraham, and we know it took 25 years for his dream to come to pass for what God told him he was going to do. So, it's just up to us to take it slow to just listen, go step by step and the Lord will, he'll lay it out as, as you need to know. So that's what I found. Yeah, that's really good. You know, actually my husband and I uh, were just talking this morning. Um, We're both embarking on some new seasons ourselves, um, not departing what we're completely what we're doing, but there's some new for sure. And just like how we have to do the next right thing. We know the Mm -hmm. Lord has said to do that. We don't get the entire roadmap. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> and we're living proof too that you're not too old. I mean, in our 50s and and we're doing things we didn't think we would do. And, you know, in the natural, sometimes it's like, oh gosh, I'm so tired to even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's very true. <laughs> but then if you go, hey, it is sweet to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our own areas where we've overcome and where God has redeemed our lives. And, and so we know it's better to walk with him and that he will give the strength for that. Right. Amen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I do find myself saying sometimes I pick up things and I don't realize it thinking, Oh God, well, you know, you've handled it to now and I know you're probably tired. I've got this. <laughs> and it's like, Oh no, I got to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Remember he will carry us. So what yeah. do you think's the remedy for the excuse paralysis? You know, I think we just have to step out. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. I remember mm-hmm. telling my daughter that when she was young and had, you know, some somewhere she was going to perform or go audition or whatever it was. And she was scared. And I said, you know what? You have to learn to just do it afraid. If you know that it's God and you know that you're supposed to do it, you just have to step out. There really is no excuse to not obey. You know, now you, you, I I say in the book that you have to choose to be chosen to change the world. If God's calling you to do something, if you say no, he's going to call somebody else. I think about the story of Reinhard Bonnke, who was the Billy Graham of Africa. And he tells a story of of how the Lord let him know, you were my third choice. I asked two other men to do this and they turned me down. Just imagine when those men get to heaven and God says, look what I had for you. And you missed it because you were afraid to step out. And millions came to the Lord through Reinhard Bonnke's ministry. And I mean, it's just that, that really motivates me to not say no. I don't want to miss whatever God planned for my life before, you know, before the foundation of the world. I know I've missed a lot of it because I didn't know him till I was 29, but I'm determined not to miss anything else. If he's calling me to do it, he has a reason. And my only obligation is to obey. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's just straight talk. I mean, there are no shortcuts to that. And do do you find that they, you know, that God really does redeem, like even from choices we've made, maybe that weren't his choices for us. And then things that happen to us that are out of our control, even when we're following him, don't you find he redeems that? He always does. If if we're walking with him and pursuing him, I think he'll redeem everything. He redeems our mistakes. He's redeemed mine, which still just astounds me that he's willing to take me in, you know, with all the things that I did that were so far out of his will. And yet he still says, you know, you're mine. You're not, you now are mine. You've given your life to me. When I've forgiven it, I have blotted it out. And we forget that. I think we think, you know, I messed up too much, Lord. How could you use me? And he's saying, you have to remember, I've nailed that to the cross. And it took me a long time to really wrap my arms around that concept, you know, to know that when he forgives, he forgets. So we have to remember that, that, you you know, your past, I I always say that God sees you according to your destiny, not your history. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that, that whatever we've done is in the past and we have to just leave it there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He sees our destiny, not our history. So good. Hey, you mentioned your daughter and I I wanted to ask you real quick before we move on. um, The foreword of of your book was written by your daughter. She's Mm -hmm. a Grammy award winning recording artist and Francesca. Oh man, I loved it when she came out. I remember listening (laughs) to her first album. I'm like, oh, she's so good. Oh, Um, thank you. She really is. And just a beautiful, 
beautiful woman inside out. How was it meaningful uh, to you to have her write that forward in your book? Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, she did it actually for both of my books and it was very, very meaningful to me that, you know, that she had something good to say that she really appreciated the message of the book. So, you know, when your child does something that honors you, it's always, you know, it's just a joy. So that was really very sweet of her to do. Yes, yes. Our children bring us a lot of joy, don't they? They do. They really do. (laughs) Even in adulthood, it's just (laughs) so special. It really is so special. Uh, I enjoy doing some ministry work with my daughter. And anytime we get to do that and just move move through it together um, Mm -hmm. and even share story, you know, about family and stuff, it's just beautiful. It's a blessing. It is. Well, Kate, you and your husband, Mike, were enjoying successful Broadway careers when um, you took what might be considered your biggest and first God dare. Yeah. Tell us about that and how it changed the trajectory of your life. Well, we were, you know, full on living in New York City, pursuing careers. Mike was um, conducting on Broadway, Radio City Music Hall. We actually met on the national tour of The King and I, where I went from understudy to the leading lady, which was itself a miracle. Again, I didn't know the Lord, but I I went out on tour with Yul Brynner, if you remember him from uh, The Ten Commandments. He was Pharaoh, big, big star. I was 26 years old. I did not know what I was doing, but they, you know, they, they put me in that position, which was exciting and wonderful. And I really wanted to pursue that. I wanted to be a star. I wanted to win a Tony Award. I just wanted it all about me. And after Mike and I got married, we met the Lord about nine months later, actually March 31st, uh, 1984. We met the Lord. We had our daughter about a year after that. And another year went by. We're still living in New York, you know, trying to be, you know, just make these big careers. And as new Christians, we started getting this sense in our spirit of the Lord saying, that's not the path that I have for you. I want you to lay that down, walk away, and not look back. And, you know, when you're first trying to figure out the Lord and Him speaking to you, and you you don't fully understand, so we got some good prayer and counsel from more mature Christians who would understand this. And it just, in the natural, it made no sense because we were doing well. My husband was very successful doing what he was doing. And to, he, he has a doctorate in conducting. So for him to just lay down what he's pursued his entire life, mm-hmm. for me to lay that down, it, it just made no sense, except it made total sense to the Lord because I was just pursuing stardom for myself, you know, and God was saying, I can't use that in your generation. It's going to be the next generation where I can take your daughter whose whole, you know, her her passion is the Lord, is worshiping and serving Him. I can use that because she wants to bring me glory. You just want to bring glory to yourself, which is true back then. (laughs) So, we did it. We walked away from everything. Kind of makes me think of Abraham. You know, we moved to New Jersey because we'd both grown up there. And then after a few years and started homeschooling, started a home business, and we were homeschooling in the dark ages. I mean, there was yet no internet. (laughs) There was nothing, no social media, none of that. So, I mean, this is in the 80s. So, we ended up moving back to New Jersey, then down to Florida for 20 years where we raised her. But it was just, you know, Mike and I call it 90 degree turns. You're going this way and God says, nope, you're turning left. So, we just obeyed. We just followed. We laid it down. And then we saw what the Lord started to do with our daughter. And one thing about those years, I'm the crazy woman who wanted five kids. I wanted a big family. And God just kept saying, no, nope, that's not your path. We tried adoption. I had a, um, an ectopic or a tubal pregnancy when she was about a year and a half. And that kind of just 
messed everything up. I, we did the fertility treatments, nothing worked. And which made me mad at the Lord for a number of years till I realized, you know, I, I could only see what I didn't have rather than all that he'd given me. <clears throat> so it was a growing time for me, but you know, it was just, it was just one of those things, but, but being obedient to the Lord, I think he opened up a lot of things for our daughter and, and I really saw Mike and I realized that our ceiling became her floor. The things that we'd accomplished, we were able to help her. She started navigating the whole performing world. And it, it just, I think it really helped her just, just to, we did, we couldn't open doors, but when they opened, we could help her walk through them, you know? So it was just, it's interesting time, but that was my, probably our most important God dare for sure. Wow. <clears throat> You know, um, I know part of that story, but part of it I didn't know. So that's really amazing. Um, so we can look at you right now and go, wow, that really worked out for you, Kate. <laughs> that worked out for you and your your husband and your family. But I can imagine when you're a new believer and you're having to make these decisions to surrender and you don't know the future, mm -mm. Like, what was that if you can think back, what was that like as you were making those decisions yeah. and giving up things that you had worked for and built on? I mean, it, it wasn't easy, but when you know that you know in your spirit, you just have to go with that. Because we're, we're never going to fully understand God's reasons. I don't think till we get to heaven. Now, you know, years later, I can look back with perspective and go, okay, that makes sense, Lord. If you'd given us the five kids I wanted, we wouldn't have had the time. We wouldn't have had the resources. It just, we wouldn't have been able to do for just one child. You know, you have five kids, you got to help them all. So, right, exactly. I think, you know, I look back now and go, Lord, you knew what you were doing because the impact that she's had in the world. I mean, it's just, it's way more than any impact I could have had. So <clears throat> I think we just, we just, again, like Abraham had to just take it one day at a time and go, okay, Lord, this is what you're saying. You, you better show us what we're supposed to do. And he did. He's always faithful when we obey. <clears throat> it's never easy to obey when it's a hard thing like that, right. but he always comes through. Yeah, that is so encouraging. I know that that's encouraging our listeners and it encourages my heart as well. Well, all through the book, you use real illustrations from your life and you tie it into biblical accounts of those who had God dares of their own. Who are some of the individuals you included in the book and why was it important for you to incorporate the stories? Oh, well, I, I these are Bible heroes that I just love, particularly, I love them all, but particularly some of the women, you know, like Ruth. Her God there was very different. It wasn't the typical, you know, go and do this or do that. It was just, she saw something in Naomi, her mother-in-law, that was so powerful, she couldn't not follow. She had to, she had to have what Naomi had and she left everything. She left her homeland. She left her religion, her family, everything to follow Naomi and ends up in the lineage of Christ. So to me, that's just that she stepped out in a hugely brave way. I look at Hannah, you know, another one was desperate for a child and just year after year is going by. And finally, she just goes to the Lord and says, you know, you have to do this for me, God. And if we remember the story, the priest, Eli, thinks she's drunk and he kind of berates her and she says, no, I'm just crying out to the Lord. And then he sends her off and with a blessing 
and she ends up having Samuel, who's the greatest prophet in the Bible. So, you know, I think that the courage that she had to continue, to continue as in her, uh, you know, in her pursuit of having a child, that sometimes you just have to really keep after the Lord. Other times it's, you know, if you know that it's not going to work, but something in her just knew that this was supposed to be my path. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> And, you know, we've talked about Abraham just believing the Lord, and God accounted it to him as righteousness. If he hadn't stepped out and followed the Lord, none of us, none of this would be here. Right. Because he really, I mean, he said, all the earth, you know, is going to be blessed through him. Or, you know, if they bless, if anyone who blesses you, you know, that whole thing. Yes. But it, it's just, and Moses, had he sat in the desert and seen that burning bush and said, yeah, no, that, that, that's probably just a mirage. But the scripture, I love that it says he turned and looked at the burning bush. And when he turned, that's when God called him. Mm -hmm. And the turning is the calling. Sometimes, you know, you just need to look at that thing. And that's when God will make it clear. And Moses changed, also changed the world. So I yes. think of heroes like that. And it just, just blows my mind. Yes. Faith, obedience, perseverance, all of it. That's so good. Well, if you don't mind sharing with us on a personal level, you know, what are some of the excuses that you may have used in your own life to not take the God dare? Like, well, <laughs> I never had any. <laughs> Oh, I've had many. Uh, it's just, you know, you just think you can't accomplish it. Or like I said, that you've messed up too much. Because when I was 18, you know, back in the 70s, I got pregnant. And back in those days, that was not something you celebrated. It was very shameful, guilt-ridden. I could not tell my parents. I could not tell anyone except, the, you know, the boyfriend at the time. And I didn't know what to do. I lived in New Jersey. And I remember going to Planned Parenthood and asking them, you know, saying, what do I do? And they said, well, do you want to have a baby? And I thought, I'm 18. No, how can I, you know, my family will kick me out. There's no way I can do this. So this is, you know, years ago, uh, you had to go. It was Abortion was still illegal in New Jersey, but it was legal in New York City. So I went to New York, you know, and I took care of it, as they would say. And I regret it to this day. And I knew when I was saved, I knew the Lord knew, but and he forgave me. But it just took me a long time to forget myself, to forgive myself. So thinking that I had any value or that I could do anything for the Lord, I was just happy to be saved. You know, to think that, God, you can't use me. I've just, I, I did a horrible thing. There's no way you could use my life. And he had to remind me, you know, that's nailed to the cross. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at what I called you on this earth to do. You're, you know, you're now following me. You're on the right path. I can use you. And, and he does. And I just, it still just baffles my mind, <laughs> but he will use us if we're willing to be used, if we choose to be chosen. Oh, I love it. Choose to be chosen. And which also, you know, points back to your point earlier, when God looks at us, he looks at our destiny, not our history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Right? Because of yeah. Jesus. He's already paid the price. He, he did. paid the price for my sin. And for anyone who's listening, whatever it is, he has already paid the price. Yes, he has. The resurrection power of Jesus. Otherwise, it would have been vain for God to let his own son go through that torture. Exactly. So, yeah. <clears throat> what a beautiful story of redemption, Kate. Mm. Well, at the end of each chapter, you include, here's a little secret to anybody that doesn't have the book. <laughs> At the end of each chapter, uh, Kate includes God Dare Secrets. Tell us what those are 
and maybe share a couple of it, uh, a couple of them with us. Yeah, they're just things the Lord has taught me. You know, there's these goddamn secrets, and I have questions you can ask yourself and scriptures that go with each chapter, but they're just, you know, like God sees us according to our destiny, not our history. You have to choose to be chosen. All those things are little goddamn secrets. One that I love, probably my favorite, is the impossible is God's comfort zone. You know, we can only do what's possible. I I can't open blind eyes. I can't raise the dead. I can't do any of that. But through us, God can do those miracles. But we have to be, you know, we have to be willing to, and have to realize that that's his comfort zone. He, he can do anything, but he can, he has to use humans to do it. So he's doing that all the time. And just to be open to that and to realize that it's not about you, it's about him using you. Love it. I love that. I love the practical, you know, um, steps we can take when we're reading a book. I love to be engaged Mm -hmm. that way. So fantastic. Okay, Kate, before we close, I would love to ask you, what do you want to say to the listener uh, who feels like just giving up today? You know, everybody is in a different season of life, and um, sometimes we have listeners that are just feeling like giving up. They feel defeated. Um, Maybe they've had a rough day or year. So what would you say to them, and how would you encourage them and challenge them today? You know, so many of us have been just crushed by circumstances. We've been broken, but God uses the brokenness. And and sometimes he's just taking us through a season. I liken it to, to being in the desert. You know, those desert seasons where you're just crying out to the Lord. He does not seem to be answering. Everything seems to be going wrong. But I think what he's calling us to do in those seasons is to really press in to hear his voice because he will use those things. He uses our brokenness. He uses mine. And it's just, it's it's about continuing to press in. You know, a seed has to go in the ground, in the dirt, in the darkness for a long time. It has to put the roots down before anything comes out of the ground. So sometimes he's got us in the ground, you know, and he's waiting for those deep roots to go through our, you know, just through our pursuit of him and really digging into the word and digging into who he is and passionately following him before our life can really bloom. But I think, I mean, I've been through anxiety, depression, you know, some medical things that came out of the blue that you just go, what is this Lord? But all those trials shape us and form us into women of God that can do what he's called us to do. So I would just encourage them to just keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Know he has a plan for you. He's not skipped over anybody. He has not forgotten you. Even though there's times, there are times I thought, Lord, you know, they say you're a good father and you're supposed to give good gifts. You're not giving me what I want. I mean, more than once I was saying that in my life and it's like, God, you're supposed to heal me. You're supposed to do this. He's not supposed to do anything. He's he's the God of the universe. He can do what he wants, but just know that whatever circumstance you're going through, it's to shape you and form you into the image of Christ. That's what we're supposed to be to the world. We want the world to look at our lives and, and smell the fragrance of Christ, see something in us like Ruth saw in Naomi, who was a broken woman. She'd lost her husband, both her children. She was pretty, you know, her name means bitter. So she was pretty done with everything, went back to her homeland. But even in that, by what she did encouraging Ruth, she changed the world. So even in our tough times, we can still have an impact in the people around us. So just hold on, hang on, know that it will change. It will get better. But if God's allowing it, he doesn't allow anything that he doesn't have a reason for. And that's taken me a long time to learn. But if he allows it, there's a purpose for it and he will use it. So just, just hang on. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And he, and he has the ability to change the situation. He has the solution yeah. for the problems, right? Absolutely. And he can do it in a minute. Yeah. And we just don't see. And um, sometimes we just can't see for a little bit. So yeah. that's so encouraging, Kate. Well, before we wrap up, I would love for you to tell our listeners where you best like to connect online and how to find your books. Sure. Well, the books are, you know, Amazon everywhere, yep. <clears throat> even in bookstores and wherever you buy books, you should be able to get it. Um, the best place to connect with the two places, probably Instagram and Facebook on Instagram, just at Kate Battistelli, uh, Facebook. I have an author page, Kate Battistelli. So it's easy to find me. I have a, a, a you know, a, a website, katebattistelli.com. And I'm part of a podcast called the mom to mom podcast, which yes. is kind of neat because it's three moms of three different generations. So we're able to really influence and talk about pretty much everything with a lot of years of experience. I think between us, we have 16 kids and, you know, 47 years of homeschooling. It's not a homeschool podcast, but we're just all homeschool moms, but it's, it's really interesting because it's different. There's just a lot of wisdom there. I learn more from the podcast than they ever learned from me. So, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's a, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I love that. I've listened to it so good. So I will put all of this in the show notes so listeners, you can go straight to it and just connect with the links. Kate, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom with us today. It's such a super encouraging conversation. And, um, you know, if you're listening today and you're a little bit nervous to take the God dare, I think Kate's life is living proof. Do it. Go for it. And be sure to get her book. You're going to want it. Kate, thank you so much. And listeners, uh, we'll be with you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.